so many different ideas about good health, how do you separate the myths from the facts? Welcome to Healthy View Radio with your trio of co-hosts, Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus. Today, you'll learn what it takes to be healthy and happy within a stressful world from three experts walking their talk. Here is Lisa, Andrea, and Michelle. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Healthy View Radio, where we help you redefine what it means to be healthy in our stressed out, crazy world. I'm Lisa Lutan, and I'm here today with my brilliant and beautiful co-hosts, Michelle Benninghaus and Andrea Beeman. It's true. We are beautiful and brilliant. Yeah, it's all true. (laughs) We have a really, really, really big announcement. I need a drum roll, please. Today is a really big day for us. It is our last day that we will be broadcasting on voiceamerica.com. Every Thursday for the last year, Andrew, Michelle, and I have broadcasted live from Voice America while we were simultaneously live streaming to Facebook. Now, if you've been listening to the podcast and have no idea what I'm talking about, listen up because this will impact you too. As that little river band said it best in their song, it's time for a cool change. Do you guys know that song? I know that it's time for a cool change. Do you know that song? I know that song. And it looks like she never heard it before. Is that a modern song, or where is oh, it from, in the 70s? It's a great song. I know cool change. Yeah, cool. I even know it, Andrea. What? Okay, you'll, you'll play it after. Anyway, I love that. I was thinking that it's time for a cool change. So here is our exciting news. Although we won't be on Voice America, we will still be podcasting, and we will still be Facebook live streaming, and you'll still get to hear us on iTunes and watch us on Facebook, but we're changing the name of the show to the Healthy View show as opposed to Healthy View Radio. And we want to stay connected with you. So please head to healthyviewshow.com to sign up for our new mailing list. This is a new website. It's going to be our cozy place to stay connected. And when you sign up to be on our list, you'll be the first to hear when our next episodes will be released. You'll be notified when our new iTunes podcast is up and running. And plus, you may even get little periodic surprises just for being part of our tribe. So again, the website is healthyviewshow.com. We will be repeating that throughout the show, but make sure you write that down. And if you have any questions at all about this, just call in or type them in the comments, and we'll do our best to answer them throughout the show. So onward, today today we're talking about Breaking Bad, and no, not the TV show that's all about crystal meth, but rather Breaking Bad Habits. So like if you happen to be smoking crystal meth, as I hear they do in the show Breaking Bad, which I haven't watched, but I heard is amusing. You haven't watched it? No, I never watched it. It's on the list. It's worth it. Okay. No. Anyway, I think that would be a great example of a habit worth breaking. Now, another habit that I talked about last week on the show was that I was trying to break the habit of checking my cell phone first thing in the morning. And as I know, the first step to any habit change is awareness of the habit. So I am very mindfully 
checking my cell phone in the morning, being very much aware that this is a terrible habit and that it is not in my best interest. And if anybody else out there is like me, I just read a great book called Breaking Up With Your Phone, and I highly oh. recommend it. I will post it on the Facebook page, but it is definitely a great habit worth breaking, and our guest today is going to give us some tips on how to do that. But how about you guys? Are there any bad habits that you're trying to break, or are you just perfect? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know about Bad habits. I mean, I used to have a lot of bad habits, right? But habits are habits, right? So Mark Twain had a great quote. It was um, something about, you know, habits are hard. You can't kick them down the stairs. You have to, you have to coax them out the door, right? That's true. Yeah. I mean, I just totally, you know, destroyed his, his quote. But um, I personally used to have a lot of bad habits. And one of them was I was a smoker for a really long time. I used to smoke um, between 10 and 15 cigarettes a day. A parliament was my brand. And I loved smoking. I loved it. I loved smoking. I loved inhaling, exhaling. You know, besides the cool factor in the 80s, I just loved smoking. And then when I got healthy, I continued to smoke. But I changed cigarettes. <laughs> I went to healthy cigarettes. I, I started, um, I, I switched from Parliament to... Um, Parliament Lights. <laughs> no. <laughs> to American Spirit, which didn't have any chemicals. It was just tobacco. Mm-hmm. And that one switch, you know, like just taking the chemicals out, because mostly people are addicted to the over 500 chemicals in cigarettes as opposed to the tobacco. And I went from 10 to 15 cigarettes per day to two or three and then I got into meditation and my uh, cigarette habit disappeared because what is meditation? Intentionally breathing, right? So yeah. what is a cigarette? Intentionally, Intentionally taking it. Yes. Yeah. So I just took one bad habit that I had, which was smoking, and I changed it to meditation and breathing, which is breathing right? Taking the breath intentionally into the body. So um, I'll have to think about some bad habits I have today. I, I don't consider myself uh, much into bad habits, just uh, transitioning the habits. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defer to Michelle and see what she's got cooking over there. Let's see. You know, my worst habit was eating cookies as a, something I did when I was stressed or tired or anything just at night because it was habit. So I always had the box of cookies in the house. And that I have kicked completely. In fact, I could even have the cookies in the house now and I will not eat that whole box of cookies. I probably won't even have any of them. Um, And it just took a long time of making sure there were no cookies in the house to just get out of the habit, you know? (laughs) And now like if I think about it, I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to go there. And then if I have one, I'm like, you know, this doesn't taste as good as I thought it used to taste. And it's really fallen by the wayside. But my mom still kids me about it. She just actually sent me this card um, to congratulate me on some good stuff that's... Whoops, I just dropped something. Um, some good stuff that's going on over here. And she even referenced it. She said, her, you know, something about the cookies, you know, and the story really reson- really reminded me of you. I thought even my mom knows my worst habit. Oh, you're a little cookie monster. Or you were. Yeah. Yeah, well. I love what you said now, Michelle, about how you just took a break 
got the cookies out of the house and that helped you break the habit. And so many times, like just taking a break from something or changing up your routine or something to get out of it is all we need to like get it in motion. Um, Yeah. I mean, it was a big break to be clear. A long break. (laughs) I had a really bad habit that I broke that I'm super proud of. Um, I used to chew a lot of gum, you know, And I thought I was doing this great thing because I thought, oh, if I chew gum, I won't be putting food in my mouth. Like it'll be just something else. And along the way, like my jaw like started hurting. And I think my body got used to chewing all the time. I wanted food more. And so I thought this is something I really have to break. But it was tough because I was chewing a lot of gum, just like you were smoking a lot of cigarettes. And the thing that did it for me was that after the first time I had ever done like a little give up gluten, uh, dairy and sugar, you know, for 10 days, I felt so empowered at that time that I was like, I can make any changes that I want. And I said, I'm not having gum again. And I have never had a piece of gum since just like that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I do do that sometimes. Like when I gave up caffeine, I gave it up like that. And 27 years, I didn't have caffeine. So like sometimes I just make up But my now own. you're back on the gel, right? I'm back on the gel, but it was very intentional. It was something that I wanted to do and I, I'm, I'm happy about it. It's not something that I think is a bad habit. I think a cup of coffee is actually a good thing. So I'm happy. I created a new habit by having coffee. <laughs> and, and that's the other thing. It's not always getting rid of a bad habit. Creating a new habit can be just as challenging. Yeah, I agree. I have um, uh, Pablo and I started watching Orange is the New Black. Right. So we're, we're you know, late to the game because we don't have a TV. <laughs> so we're watching it on Netflix. I guess that's where it, it's, it airs or something like that. Yep. So we're in like the second season. And at night, I find that I want to keep watching it. You know, like I see one episode, it's so good. And I want another episode. And, uh, and I don't, I don't like to get to bed too late. And I don't like to have computers on in my pineal gland late at night. But it it can be a struggle because I want to see that next episode. I want to do two or three at a time. And, uh, and I have to literally stop myself. Like, no, you can't be up until 1130 or 12 o'clock at night watching this stuff. Well, you know what? (laughs) Our whole culture of on-demand, on-demand everything, get it when you want it, how you want it, as much of it as you want, really Mm. requires us to self-regulate much more than years ago where, you know, the TV show ended and that was it. You had to wait a week until you could see the next one. That's right. That's hard. It's really, really hard to do. Now more than ever, we need to have um, strength and, um, you know, like strengthen our good habits and our ability to say no. And I don't need a, a third helping of this, <laughs> whatever it is. Right. Whether I don't need to order this right now from my yes. phone, one click, two day delivery on impulse. You know, I feel like we need more boundaries created for ourselves to keep us healthy and strong. Otherwise, woo, forget it. We'd be watching TV, eating all the pizza that got delivered, staying up all night and, uh, you know, just never getting off any screen. Yes. And that's what's happening. Go. Yeah. I'm sorry, Lisa. No, that's okay. And making the boundary before you do it, because once you're watching that show or eating that pizza, it takes 
tremendous amount of willpower that most of us do not have to say, I'm going to stop now. But deciding beforehand, I'm going to watch one episode or I'm going to watch two episodes and I'm going to stick to that seems to be a lot easier than deciding in the moment. Would you agree? Yeah, you know, like there has to be the cutoff. Like I tell Pablo, I say the law has come to town and the law shuts everything down at 9.45, no matter what, no matter how good it is. And, you know, if we if we go past that, I'm like, we're breaking the law. You know, so like it's, it's like a law. Martial law is in the house. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that. One thing yeah. I've been wanting to implement in my house is at a certain time of night, the wireless router just gets shut off. You know, because... First of all, that keeps you off any of your devices or anything that you might be doing. Second of all, you don't have the Wi-Fi going throughout the house all night while you're trying to sleep. And I think it would be beneficial in so many ways. But I have not been able to implement that good habit. It's just, there's, you know, my husband wants the internet on as soon as he wakes up in the morning. He wants it on until the second he goes to sleep. And I haven't found a good way to do it, but I hear they make timers. So maybe I could at least time it to go off between like 1 a.m. and 6 a.m. Yeah. You put a timer on your individual devices. If that's something like on your computer or on your phone, you can certainly do it that way. So we're trying. Yeah, we unplug the router every night. You do? Yeah. Not just turn it off the switch, but unplug it. No, we unplug it. (laughs) Yeah. Wrap it up in some (laughs) aluminum foil and bury it in the yard. I don't know. Maybe it's because of my tech background. Like I just, technology has always been such a huge part of my life that I couldn't even imagine doing that. Yeah. Unplug, you know, like your body needs rest. And if we're constantly bombarded with all these EMFs and and they're coming from everywhere, you know, like even though I unplug my router, they got a router next door and, you know, in the right across the hall. Oh, you got it next door, upstairs, downstairs, across the hall. You got it everywhere. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm super careful. I will never plug in my phone in my bedroom. Like that is something like absolute boundary, you know, like it's either downstairs in the kitchen or in the bathroom, like not happening because agreed, like, you know, you don't want that light. You don't want that technology before you go to sleep. So I think that is a really good boundary and a good new habit to create for <laughs> So uh, what are some of the habits that you see often in your clients? Oh, boy. Sugar. Sugar and chocolate. And, you know, like, I, even I eat chocolate occasionally. I'm not a big fan of it. I know you girls love it. You're <laughs> the chocoholics. But, you know, like, like, even the healthiest people are like, oh, I just have, you know, a couple of squares a day or one square a day. And I'm like, it's candy. Anywhere that you look at it, it's candy and it's sugar. I don't care if it's 90% cacao. You know, it's, it's still, it's, you're craving the sugar. Why are you craving it? Are you exhausted? Are you tired? Do you need a break? You know, like, it's okay to have it. I'm not saying that it's, it's going to kill you. Although, with some people, maybe. <laughs> but that's what I see. I see that they have, well, it's healthy. You know, it's the healthy thing. And I'm like, it's not necessarily healthy. It's, it's, a, it's a sugary treat. That's what it is. So yeah, you're right. 90%, 90% is a sugary treat? Yeah. Have you ever had real chocolate that doesn't have any sugar in it? Yeah, 100. I have. It's pretty Yeah. Good. How delicious is that? Awful, but if you a little dip it in a little peanut butter, there you're talking. <laughs> yeah, and also, you know, the way that we make chocolate today is not the way that it was traditionally eaten, it wasn't eaten sweetened, it was eaten spiced. Was it eaten with uh soy? No, it wasn't eaten with soy either. 
Yeah, everybody, <laughs> check the labels of your chocolate. A 9.9 times out of 10, there's soy in there too. And I just think to myself, what candy recipe is this? I know. Mm. I know. I've been actually trying to make my own chocolate. But it's what? Out too good. Yeah, like a little raw cacao and coconut oil. Yeah. Butter, that kind of thing. But yeah, I make this. I don't like the taste so much. Anyway, I want to talk about our guest who's coming on the show hopefully today. Potentially. <laughs> Not here yet. <laughs> an incredible story. And which and she's on a quest to get you to think through bad habits. Her name is Tara Mackey. Tara's the founder and CEO of The Organic Life, a successful, holistic, and sustainable living platform. She founded the organic beauty company, Genetix Skincare, and is the number one best-selling author of Cured by Nature and Wild Habits. Mackey, who has a background in psychology and genetics, began utilizing holistic techniques to heal her chronic illness, going cold turkey off 14 daily medications, and healing herself naturally. I know, like I read part of her book, that she does not recommend doing it that way. So we'll have to ask about that. She's been on a conscious quest to move humanity in a more sustainable, healthy, and holistic direction ever since. Recognized with numerous awards and nominations for her entrepreneurship, Maggie was named a powerful voice in the smart, sexy, sustainable movement by Coco Eco Magazine. She resides in San Diego, California with her two rescue dogs, Rayleigh and Ruka. So stay tuned. We will be back shortly with our guest. And in the meantime, don't forget to get on our mailing list at healthyviewshow.com. We'll be right back. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighouse, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired, and contemplative thought, showcasing experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Your host, Winifred Adams, will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter. We want to hear from you. Be sure to tune in Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417 or send us an email to info 
at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutian, and Michelle Fenighouse with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Hello, and welcome back to Healthy View Radio. Now, we were going to say hello to our guest, Tara, but Tara seems to have missed the boat on joining us today. It's a bad habit of hers, so we're going to have to skip our interview with Tara. But I do want to remind all of our listeners that perhaps fittingly with this mishap, this is our last episode broadcasting on Voice America. The show will go on, will go on today, and it will go on in the future to find out where and how you can go to healthyviewshow.com. Ladies, today we're talking about breaking bad habits, and I thought of one. This is not a habit that I have, but I know a lot of people have, the habit of either skipping breakfast, skipping meals in general. Is this something that you see with your clients? Well, I think there's so much confusion because now with intermittent fasting, we're told this is a good thing. So there's a lot of confusion whether this is a bad thing or a good thing. Hmm. Oh, that's a good one. Um, You know, I... I don't, I don't think about, it's funny, I don't think about intermittent fasting because I naturally do that in the morning, right? But I don't think about it as a, as a, a state of fasting. Mm-hmm. You know, like I get up, I do my meditation, my stretches, my walk in the morning, right? And then it's breakfast time. So I, I, I don't know. So like with clients, some bad habits that they have, um, Uh, excess coffee and stimulants when they're tired instead of taking a nap and relaxing or resting. And I remember when I was growing up, oh, so long ago, Michelle was just not even a glimmer in her parents' eye. (laughs) She was still in Ova (laughs) or somewhere being, you know, being ready for the world. Uh, But in the 70s, I remember that we had much more downtime, meaning um, you could actually take a nap in the afternoon. You know, um, you could uh, sit in the park and like have a picnic and relax. Uh, you know, the even you know, as a kid, I could go to the to the park and play handball, and then I could chill out on the bench for like hours, just chilling out. But today, there's this constant go 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 go, and we're setting our kids up for this go 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 go. So I think that we think that normal is constantly going without any rest. And I don't think it's a good habit. I agree. Oh, I'm saying that too in, in clients for sure. So we mentioned before the break, we were talking about uh, sugar as a habit, talking <laughs> about uh, other stimulants like coffee, uh, keeping us go-go going, um, and then ideas like skipping meals. You know, when we were talking about the candy bit, I wanted to say not just dark chocolate, but I see candy as a major habit 
in so many people. Once I started looking for it, like you just start seeing those candy wrappers around and I'll see it like in somebody's car, somebody's bag sticking out of their bag. And I'm like, really, really? You're eating Twizzlers? Like it's not (laughs) Halloween or anything. What are you doing? It's just the middle of the day. Well, I, you know, I work on lifestyle with people and I see a ton of habits, you know, going to bed too late and the phone and checking emails and all the, all the lifestyle stuff. But one of the things that people don't realize are habits or thought patterns. And this is something that I love to get in with people like, you know, just self-limiting beliefs and things that we tell ourselves again and again and again, I suck, I suck, I suck. That's a habit, just like anything else, and you need to switch it. And getting into that is like liberating when we start recognizing those thought pattern habits. And some of them are good ones too. Like habits are, there's good habits, bad habits, but recognizing we can change a bad habit into a good habit is, those are the steps in becoming, you know, a healthy, vibrant, happy person. Yeah, so I got, um, I forget where I read it, because I'm old now, and you know, you lose your memory at a certain point. <laughs> but I forget where I read it about habits, because they, you know, you, even a habit creates a neural pathway, right? A neural pathway in the mind. So it's like a ski slope, right? This habit becomes a ski slope, which is digging. Every time you go down the slope, you're making it more and more entrenched. And um Oh, it might have been in Michael Pollan's book. So he was talking about how people break habits immediately, like in the blink of an eye, is because they actually take a different neural pathway. Mm-hmm. So um, the, he, in his book, he was talking about, um, uh, you know, the uh, psycho, psychoactive drugs, because uh-huh. the psychoactive drugs will wipe the brain, like literally create like a fresh new brain. <laughs> right? And the possibility, there's no neural pathways now. I mean, the neural pathways are still there, but you're not aware of them. And then as soon as you realize that you've been doing this habit over and over and over again, and you make the connection, oh my God, that's what I'm doing. And that's why my life is a mess. They immediately go down a different pathway. They have the potential for that. And they create a new neural pathway. So, you know, habits are habits. Right. So whether it's going this way or it's going in the direction that you want, we, I, we have a lot of power over them. I think that's what hypnosis and neuro linguistic programming does. Like in literally in a second, it's shifting the neural pathway to something else, which, you know, people will go in and say, I bite my nails. And then they come out after a session. And they're not biting their nails. I mean, that's crazy, but it, it does happen. I've seen it plenty of times for people. So that's another tool. So. Let's talk about the how, like how do we actually go from the sugar and the coffee and the stimulants and the screen time and all these bad habits that we have collectively as a culture um, to actually changing the neural pathways. So when you have a client who comes to you guys and they're, there's something that they're doing that's not serving them well and they know it and it's pretty obvious that it needs to change, how, how you make it happen? Well, there's a couple. Oh, good. Go ahead. Well, I'll just give one very simple thing. Like, let's suppose a client is driving home from work and they drive by Dunkin' Donuts every day and get this craving for, or Starbucks, they get a craving for a Frappuccino every day. You know, that's going to keep happening. Literally, just changing the way they drive home and not passing that same stop will just be an easy way to break that habit. So sometimes it's not a big thing, sometimes it's just a little thing of making a little change. So that's one way. 
I, it depends on the client, like what they have going on. So like if somebody comes to me and they have an ingrained belief system about something that they grew up with, and uh, we both know that it's not serving them, I'll actually tell them to go to the Landmark Forum. I'll say, take a weekend at the Landmark Forum because it's, it's like a, you're in a room f- filled with you know, hundreds of other people that are all stuck, you know, can't move past whatever it is, and then they have this moment of clarity and they're like, oh my God, for 25 years I've been doing this. So it's like they take, um, I've always considered Landmark as um, Americanized Buddhism. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Yeah, Americanized where they take the the rich traditions of all the you are not your thoughts and all that stuff and they put it into one weekend <laughs> and they shift you out of it very quickly. So, you know, that's that's one way. I've always um, wanted to go to Landmark. I've never gone. I have uh, the Hoffman process. I don't know if any of you guys have done that, which is a similar type thing. Uh, but definitely, I'm going to go to Landmark if anyone wants to come. Oh, I did it 20 years ago, maybe 22 years ago. Yeah, it's still around. Yes, it's been around for a long, long time, like decades and decades because it works. You know, like either people think it's a cult, (laughs) right? Or they they come out of it and they're like, oh my God, (laughs) you know, everything in my life has been a lie or a story or, you know, something that's not true. And, uh, And they have these moments of clarity. So the people outside that go, oh, you're in a cult. Because now they're, they've been shaken from their experience <laughs> and they're seeing the world in a whole new light. Well, I guess to go to a whole weekend immersion with this group that you sign and you pay up for does have some potentially negative connotations to it. But what they're doing in there is a lot of legit stuff. Like, are there any particular exercises or things that you do? I'll, you know, I'll share one that I do with my clients. Um, if someone's always having the same negative thought, like you were just talking about, Andrea, we talk about choosing a different thought that is neutral, not necessarily that is like super awesome thought. So if you look in the mirror every day and you think, I hate my body, I'm so fat, I'm so wrinkly, I'm so saggy or whatever, um, that would be the negative thought. And so if all of a sudden you're going to start thinking, I love my body, my body is a temple, like that can really be a stretch for people. And if you don't believe the thought, uh, I don't know if it's so effective, but usually you can find a neutral thought. You could say, my body helps me uh, you know, breathe and my heart beats and that happens every day and it's happened every day for the past 50 years. Done. That is a neutral thought that you can, everyone can just nod their head to. And like maybe we can just start there by purposely looking in the mirror and thinking the neutral thought, choosing that instead of the negative. I love that. Yeah, so there's a, a little thing that I do with my clients as well when um, they're, you know, because they'll have a stream of negative thoughts because it's, it, you know, it, it steamrolls. So I tell them to write down every single thought that comes up, whatever it is. Like you said, I hate my body or I hate this. And I tell them to find what is the opposite of that because there has to be balance, right? In the entire world, there's light and there's dark, there's um, cold and there's hot, right? So you, you have all of these negative thoughts and on the other side of those negative thoughts are positive thoughts, right? So we have this choice that whenever the negative thought comes up, because it's going to come up and I like that you do a neutral, but I actually shift them I take them to the other side and show them there's an opposite to this. So which one do you want to choose? And when the negative one comes up, just replace it with the positive thought and see what happens. And there was a great book called Excuse Me, Your Life is Waiting by Lynn Grabhorn. came out like 30 years ago or something like that, maybe 20 years ago. And she had you write down 
20 positive thoughts and put them into a journal and uh, or 50 positive, something like that. Put them into a journal and say them every day. And I've been doing that for two decades. Two decades. I write down, you know, I'll, in my journal, in my morning journal, I'll write down uh, when I come to the end of it because I do 30 at a time. I'll do 30 positive thoughts and I'll write them into each of my, whatever my thing is for the day, right? Uh, I am successful. I am happy. I am healthy, right? And before I wrote my books, I used to write, I am a successful writer, <laughs> right? And it just took time for it to manifest because I had, you know, I was saying it whenever I opened up my journal, I was like, oh, today I am a successful writer, even if I hadn't written anything. I love that. That's so fun. I have a fun thing that I do with clients as well. Um, like we try to name their inner critic. And so we pick an, a horrible, awful name, like Gertrude, I apologize if there's any Gertrude out there. And I just say, Gertrude just got like, pissed. Sorry, Gertrude. But anyway, like if they're if you're having these negative thoughts, I'll go, okay, let's pretend Gertrude is saying these things to you. And you have the right to say, shut up, Gertrude. I hear you, but I'm not engaging. And just separating those thoughts from you as who you are can be super, super powerful. And um, years later, I have people, you know, clients coming back and going like, I've tamed Gertrude, like she's moved away, you know, and it's so, it's just an easy, fun way to start noticing what's going on in your brain. You know, if you ever get a client named Gertrude, you got to change the thing. Don't ever listen to this episode. Frank is mine. Sorry, Frank's out there, but it just, you know, whatever resonates for you. That's Ah. funny. That reminds me of Janine Broth with her aunt in the attic. Yeah, yeah. Same thing. Back when we had Janine on the show, what uh, what episode was that? I can't recall, but that was a great episode with her. We talked about that same idea of having that voice in your head that's always the nagging voice you don't have to listen to. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, but okay. they're there. No matter what you do, you know, they could, no matter how positive I think that I am or that you girls are, I know that we still have that little tiny one that will pop up, you know, and sometimes it gets a little louder and you're like, shh, <laughs> shh. Sometimes I'm in the kitchen and <laughs> I don't know where the thought comes from. I'm like, I should stay up. <laughs> and, and I'm like, shh. That's not, that's not a normal thing to do. Because he's like always telling me, he goes, I always have all these crazy thoughts. And I go, I have them too. And he goes, you don't have any crazy thoughts. I said, no, I do. You know, like we're driving down the road and sometimes the thought will be, I'm just going to drive off the road into the river. And then I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. So the thoughts are there and then you could choose to act on them or not. So a rational person <laughs> will not act on those thoughts, the crazy thoughts, right? Right. <laughs> Oh, that's funny. But you know what you're doing is I think you're right. I think we have a lot of these weird thoughts that are seen sort of random and like we just try not to pay any attention to them, but they're there. So you are noticing the thoughts. And the same thing would go for um, behaviors. So like I would say the first thing that has to happen before you can change a habit or change a behavior is you have to actually notice it. Even if you don't change it yet, you just pay attention to it. Yeah. Say something uh, along the lines of what Andrea said. I remember Mother Teresa had a line like, inside of me is living a Nazi. Mm. And so the point is, we all do have negative, crazy thoughts, and the difference is acting on them versus not. And I think it's really important because sometimes we think we've gone mad. Like, why am I thinking these awful, horrible things? Like, I want to stab my husband, you know? (laughs) But, you know. But everyone has these crazy thoughts. And again, we don't act on them. So be kind to yourself. If you are feeling these things, you're not, hopefully you're not acting on them and just notice it and notice 
this is the thing I've said before. When I eat sugar, my thoughts change. When I'm eating a lot, you know, I get I get more um, evil. I get meaner to myself. It's not just because it's fattening. It's really plays with my brain chemistry. Mm, that's a really good point. Go I'm going to go a little woo-woo. Yeah. So I think that all of the thoughts that are out there, no matter what they are, like the horrible thoughts, the good, all of the thoughts that are out there, we are receptacles right? So a thought will land. It's like, um, for example, somebody, you're thinking of a book, like, oh gosh, this would be a great book. And two years later, somebody else has that book, right? Because the thought was out there in the universe and it landed on that person and that person took action on it. So all of these thoughts, whether they're good or bad, are in the ether. They're in that um, woo-woo. Michelle's like, oh, don't go there, you crazy girl. (laughs) In that woo-woo space. (laughs) And then we become receptacles for those thoughts and we can either act on them or not. So interesting. Because you do wonder where some of them come from. Yeah. Some of them are just bizarro. Yeah. (laughs) You don't want to get in the kitchen with me when I got those thoughts. (laughs) When you have a knife in your hand. (laughs) (laughs) So this is all interesting, talking about how we can change our thoughts. That's clearly a step towards changing our habits. Um, We are going to take a short break. So now is a great time to head over to healthyviewshow.com and get the scoop on where and when our next Healthy View episode will be popping up. And when we come back from the break, what do you think, guys? Should we talk a little bit more about behavior change and getting from the candy to the vegetable? (laughs) That's a stretch, unless it's a vegetable coated in sugar. Uh, we'll We'll do the best we can. We'll be back after this break. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you sick of striving for a vision of healthy that just doesn't exist? Join the club. Expert health coaches Andrea Beeman, Michelle Fenighaus, and Lisa Lutan are more than just voices on the radio. They're here to help you make real change in real life. Join their Facebook community, HealthyViewRadio.com, to ask questions, get behind the scenes, and receive early access to special offers and events. Again, you can connect at HealthyViewRadio.com. Remember to subscribe to Healthy View Radio on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Relationship issues? Anxious? Parenting challenges? No more. Learn how to live your best life. Tune into Straight Talk with top psychotherapist, relationship, and anxiety expert, Sandra Reich. In this program, you'll learn how to transform your challenges into effective solutions, whether it's relationships, parenting, anxiety issues, or other life traps that you struggle with. Sandra will show you how to change them and how to live the life of your dreams. Listen every Thursday afternoon at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness.
You're listening to Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fenighaus with Healthy View Radio. Do you have a question or comment for the show? Please call us right now at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send us an email from our Voice America radio page. You'll find connections to reach any of the hosts there. Now, back to Healthy View Radio. Welcome back to Healthy View Radio. For those of you that are just hopping on, I'm Andrea Beeman with my ab fab co-hosts, Lisa Lutan and Michelle Fenninghouse, and we've been talking about habits because we all have them and we can use them to our benefit, so let's get back to them. Um, so before we went to break, Michelle said, you know, let's figure out how to um, transform those habits, right? What can we do? So uh, while we were in the middle of our break, uh, Lisa said to leave the sneakers by the front door if you want to get to the gym. <laughs> so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about you, but that wouldn't work for me. Yeah, nothing externally is going to get me to the gym. Uh, yeah, go ahead. One external thing that works for me really well, some of the classes I go to, you have to pay for in advance. And if you know a show, you get fined. And that totally does it for me. Because like, even if it's $15, I'll be like, I'll be damned if I'm going to give up that fee, you know? And so that's a motivator for me. Yeah. Yeah, those are great. Any of the classes, yoga classes do that. Anything where you can sign up online, I think that is a form of accountability. And whether it's paying the $15 or signing up, even if it's free, or even just telling someone or speaking it out loud that you're going to do something, these are all forms of accountability that can go a long way. Yeah, and people put a lot of emphasis on or value on money these days. So, you know, like, I know that there are a lot of people that give away like free health consultations. I don't actually do that. Um, I'll talk to someone for maybe 10 minutes on the phone, but I'm not giving away a free health consultation because I feel that if they pay in advance for my services, they're going to be accountable and show up on their side. I'm going to show up on my side and help them to the best of my ability. You know, like they need help moving through a habit, getting to the other side of it. Cause you know, like, it's, it's when they're in the struggle of it, in the, in the midst of it, when they, they want to go back to the old way of being. And we're like, no, here it is on the other side. You know, you get the motivator. Like you girls know, we're the inspiration, we're the motivation. We help them to get over the hurdle to get onto the other side where we know they're going to feel better. So um, them signing up in advance and paying in advance benefits them tenfold because they're going to show up because they're paying this money. It's one of the reasons why doctors won't give um, away free consultations, right? You won't go to the doctor's office and they'll say, hey, sit down. Let me see what you got going on. That's never going to happen. Well, also insurance probably insures. That'll never happen. But you're right. You're right. The accountability of plunking down some money means you're going to do it. Like people who pay to, uh, you know, they're going to run a race and they sign up and they pay for it. And it's, you know, there's more motivation to make it happen. Yeah, I think it's just accountability. I've noticed weird accountability things that work in life. Like, let's say you're throwing a party or something, and you're a potluck, and you have people sign up to actually bring a dish. They show up, where so many people not show. But once they've signed up to bring something, they always show up. And so it's really interesting how our brains work. Like, when we think that we have made this statement of accountability, we do show up. 
And I think showing up is a really important thing. Again, if they don't pay for consultation, they're like, yeah, I'll change it. I'll, I'll make it a different day. And they're not valuing it. And we do, I do too. We all do it. It's human nature. We value something more when we have a stake in it. Yeah. So that is a great step to get people to change their habits. We value, as a culture, we value something more when we have a stake in it. So when when I ask my clients, you know, like uh, when I'm working with them, I have them do almost like an accountability thing, like we set up future goals. So I, I, I help them to see what do they want in the future? What, what would you, how would your life improve in the future if this was happening? Um, how would you feel? How would you feel three years from now if you had that dream goal that you want? So we create the vision, right? The new neural pathway. We create, and then the steps to get them there, to get them to that place that they want to be because they could stay stuck. I know people that stay stuck for decades, decades, 20, 30, 40 years, still doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. And who was it? Albert Einstein? He said that, yeah. That's insanity. That's insanity. Doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting a different result. So um, they sign up for the gym, but they don't actually go. They're not going to get the exercise that they need, right? So there has to be... um, what does it look like for me? How can I get to that place? And then the accountability. So it's good to have a partner like Lisa, like Michelle, like me. It's good to have people that you're accountable to, that you say, yes, I'm going to show up because I told this person. And you have them hold to their integrity. I wrote it down, and this is what I said, and you have them hold to that integrity. Go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing is to ask the question, why? So when you're talking about the goals that you're setting and here, you know, I got to get to that goal and how's it going to feel? You know, the other side of that is like, well, why? Why is that goal important? Like, do you want to lose 10 pounds? Because like everybody wants to lose 10 pounds or is there a real reason for that? And often the why goes much deeper into a more emotional response. You know, I want to lose the 10 pounds because I want to, I don't know, wear this thing and this thing is important for me because I don't know what the story is. But usually it goes much deeper than just like the the goal on the surface. So, so true. And sometimes it takes a few whys to yes. get to the real why. Right? <laughs> like, for example, oh, I want to lose pounds. Why? Well, I want to wear this dress. Why? Because... I feel sexy. Why? So then my husband will notice me. Why? Because we're not talking. You know, why? You know, and sometimes there's so much more going on there. When you get to that root, why? It's like, whoa. And can I just add to that? If that were the scenario, then do we have to change the habit of going to the gym? Maybe. But if the problem that you and your husband aren't talking that's the why behind all of this. Yes, the gym, maybe the gym, but maybe it's a habit of like, writing your husband a letter every night and, br- and bridging that gap, you know, and really hitting it at source. So sometimes like the habit we think we need to change is just more of these shoulds that society puts on us. I should be skinnier. I should be better. I should be more successful. I should blah, blah, blah. But I love that. The why, 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 yeah. why. <laughs> sometimes you need someone else to ask that question. Of course. So another thing that I think um, is a bad habit for a lot of people is procrastination, right? So why would somebody, let's talk about why, why would somebody procrastinate? Why do you think? It's often they don't believe in themselves or they're afraid of what will happen if, that, if they actually do the thing. I see that. 
I have a really, and I'm going to pick it up a little personal here. So I'm not a procrastinator by nature. I'm kind of the opposite. And so when I do procrastinate, I go, wow, why am I doing this? Why? Why? Why am I procrastinating? Not like, oh my God, I suck. I procrastinate. I'm like, why am I doing this? And usually I'll go inside and go, there's something holding me back, telling me to wait on this one. And so I flip it around. It's a reframe. For me, it's just another signal to ask questions. And I think that anytime we can do a reframe and get into it, we don't have to beat ourselves up over this stuff. We just have to look at it in a different way. Like, oh, I'm not going to, I'm tired. Like, okay, I'm tired. Maybe I need more sleep. And then I'll have more energy to go to the gym. So get rid of the shame and the guilt and the judgment and get curious on all this stuff. Yeah, I love that. And uh, one of the things that, that I do with my clients is if they don't want to exercise, they're like, I, I've signed up to the gym every year and I just can't get there. Then I ask them, well, what is it that you do like to do? So they may like dancing. They may like ballroom dancing, which is a lot of times some of the gals, they're like, I want to take salsa. You know, I, I don't want to go to the gym. I want, they want some fun. So if they are procrastinating, going to the gym to lose the weight and they don't feel good, then I have to put something fun in their life. That's not, um, that's not a chore. Cause once it's a chore, then they're like, you know, they'll say I'm going to do it, but they won't actually do it. And then when it becomes this great thing, I want to go dancing. I get to put on these little shoes and a little cute dress and I go there and they get their exercise that way or another way, hiking, biking, outdoor activities. You know, there's, there's lots of ways that we could get people moving. Yeah. You have to enjoy it. You have to enjoy the things you're doing in your life or like Lisa, like you said, you're something, the other part of your brain is going to be holding you back from doing it. And that's the procrastination and the putting it off. So I had this client and she said to me, I want to be one of those women that goes to the gym. You know, the women, they have either their yoga mat. She's like, I want to be that woman, but I hate going. And so we got her literally dancing in her boxer shorts in the kitchen. And she was like, I remember I liked dancing. And then the next thing you know, she signed up for an African dance class. And then she was like, maybe I could go to Zumba. And then she did it a Zumbathon, like a 12 hour (laughs) Zumbathon. Before you know it, she was one of those women that you know, wanted to go work out. She became that person she wanted to be with those little baby steps. And so I think like, you know, take the first step and just have fun What everybody's saying. Make it fun. It doesn't have to be, you know, gut-wrenching and soul-crushing. Yeah. So then that brings me to another bad habit that people have, which is not cooking, right? A lot of times... Relying on the easy button, relying on the the takeout, right? Yes. Take out fast food, it's easier. So, how do you get your clients to shift that bad habit of picking up the phone and dialing and instead go into and do some chopping? I ask them what they love to eat. And if they say they love to eat chocolate cake, then let's bake a chocolate cake. And if they say my mother always made eggplant parmesan, actually, that's my personal story. (laughs) My mom made the best eggplant parmesan when I was growing up. Then like, great, we're not going to make quinoa and kale and tofu. We're going to make eggplant parmesan because again, you have to be excited about it. And people often do like cooking when they know it's going to be delicious. So I'm like, hey, baby, we'll start wherever you want to start as long as it tastes great and you're excited. That's wonderful. Lisa? 
So I, a lot of my clients are at a different stage in life. They've spent years cooking for their families and their kids are getting older. They're selling the house. They're moving into the city. And all of a sudden they're going out to eat more. You know, they're going out and they're gaining weight because they're eating out so much. And even when I explain, even if you think you're eating so healthy, you know, at these restaurants, you don't really know what you're getting, what they're putting in. And you can't, you know, you just can't do it unless you're eating super clean. So again, it's this conversation around it. What are your goals? Why? And eating at home and cooking is going to help you achieve your goals. It's all you can do about it. But it's something like I hadn't anticipated this whole opposite side, like on the other side of that. <laughs> want to get away from the cooking on purpose because they've been doing the like Monday meatloaf, Tuesday tacos for like the past 20 years. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So they need a shift. So if they're not willing, if they're not willing to cook at home, oftentimes I'll just tell them to find a healthier version restaurant. But Lisa, you're correct. Even in the healthiest kitchens in restaurants, they're adding extra things in to make the food more delicious. And a lot of people don't realize that. Okay. So they, they pack on the weight. And also when, when they're sitting, generally, this is not always the case, but generally when you're sitting at a restaurant, that's when the idea of dessert as an everyday thing comes into the uh, neural pathway. Because Every single time that you're sitting down at a restaurant, the waiter will come over at the end of the meal and give you a dessert menu. Not to mention the wine and the bread. That's right. Again and again and again, you're up against. It's hard. Yeah. So we got to get them cooking a little bit. (laughs) I like Michelle's idea, right? To get them cooking eggplant parmesan or something that they love. Uh, And a lot of times people are afraid of getting in the kitchen because they're afraid it's going to be a waste of time. I've been doing this for 50 years or 30 years or 10 years, or I don't want to spend time on this. So then we have to look at, okay, what's on the other side of that time? What's on the other side of it? More pain, more weight gain, more, right? More of the stuff that you don't want instead of the stuff that you do want. So, you know, there's a lot of ways to break bad habits. And so we have, uh, this is, we have had a good habit for the past year, a really good habit. Every Thursday, showing up for Healthy View Radio for, our, for ourselves, for our, uh, each other, for our viewers, for A-Rod. And um, this is our final show with Voice America Radio. And we're going to be moving on to HealthyViewShow.com. Uh, so, you know, the first thing that I want to do is I want to thank our... Um, engineer A-Rod for keeping us clean every week and quacking out our curses. Although I don't think anyone has dropped an F-bomb in a year. Is that correct? Maybe once or twice. Probably one F- have. One F-bomb. <laughs> Maybe one too. So thanks A-Rod for making us sound great. We love you and your Pop-Tarts. And I want to, uh, I want to ask you ladies, in the past year, what were your biggest takeaways from our healthy habit showing up every week for this show? What are your big takeaways? And it's a big question. It is a big question, but I, I'll share like a detail, something that popped into my head as we were recording today. We were talking about procrastinating and not wanting to do something. And that comes up a lot because we're always talking about something healthy that we want to be doing. But in one episode, I remember I shared that I eat when I have to do a task I don't want to do. I bribe myself with some sort of snack. That's a bad habit that I've been trying to deal with for a long time. And Andrea's like, then why are you doing that task? 
Well, I hired a bookkeeper and I took one of those big tasks off my plate. So thank you, Andrea. Good girl. Now, I hate to cut you off, but boy, we only have 30 seconds left. (laughs) How did that happen? Did you see that? It went from five minutes to 30 seconds in three seconds. Uh, So for those of you that want to keep up with us and all the great stuff that we're doing, we want you to be there and we want to see you guys at our next incarnation of whatever the show is going to be. So visit us at healthyviewshow.com and we're still going to have the page up. So we want to hear from you what you liked, what you want to see more of, especially you know, all the, the positive stuff that you've learned over the past year. We would love that. So go to healthyviewshow.com and we will see you soon, very soon, in the next couple of weeks. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy View Radio. Please join Andrea Beeman, Lisa Lutan, and Michelle Fennighouse again for another fun and insightful edition of our show. We're live again next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. See you soon.